Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. Jesus. So God, we're going to rest in those things on today, God, because we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. And as we rest in those things and know what we have, God, we can stand, God, we can walk according to the plan and purposes that you have for our lives on today. So, Father, right now, as we go into the word of God, I thank you that our hearts are open and receptive to receive what you have for us on today. I thank you that I have been crucified. We have all been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who live in us. So every attack and every assignment that the enemy has sent out against us today, against our minds, against our bodies, against our wills, I speak that it has been broken right now in Jesus name and I thank you that we have the mind of Christ on today in Jesus name amen amen if you would open your Bibles to Leviticus 19 verse 31 Leviticus 19 verse 31 and we want to see what the Lord want to do on today remember I said deliverance is available amen Leviticus 19, verse 31. And the word of God now reads. Leviticus 19, verse 31. I'm reading out the Amplified Bible. Turn not to mediums. Who have familiar spirits or to wizards do not seek them out to be defiled by them I'm the Lord your God let me read it again turn not to those mediums who have familiar spirits or to wizards do not seek them out to be defiled by them I'm the Lord your God I'm gonna read it again turn not to those mediums who have familiar spirits or to wizards, do not seek them out to be defiled by them. I'm the Lord your God. This morning I want to talk about familiar spirits. God has been bringing the word of God in this house, um, letting us know who we are. Letting us know the life that we have now that we're in Christ. Basically, he's letting us know who we are now that we're in Christ and the benefits that we have now that we're in Christ. But I was asking the Lord, I said, all the teaching that we're getting, not only in here, but outside of this church. I said, God, why are people still in bondage? Why are people still going through the same thing? Why are you still seeing people act out in a way that's not of them being in Christ? So the Lord was ministering to me on familiar spirits. 
And I want to tell you what a familiar spirit is because the problem in the body of Christ is we're trying to get something we already got. And for some reason, it's not sinking in what we already have. And the reason being is because a familiar spirit is a spirit that is familiar with you and your family that goes back through the generations. Let me say it again. A familiar spirit is a spirit that's familiar with you and your family that goes back through the generation. I'm just going to give you a little bit of history on what this familiar spirit does. First of all, this familiar spirit is assigned to you. This familiar spirit is assigned to you to watch you. And whatever they watch, they're going to record because that's what they're going to keep on you to keep you in bondage. So they watch you. They watch area, uh, area or areas in your life that you're weak in. The familiar spirit um, knows how to push your buttons. The familiar spirit has, has an attachment, I'd said, to a particular area or areas of a person's life. They are acquainted with that person's mindsets and patterns of living. I'm going to say this again. A familiar spirit is a spirit that's assigned to you and your family that goes through the generations. That familiar spirit is assigned to watch you. That familiar spirit watches area, uh, area or areas in your life that you're weak in. That familiar spirit knows what buttons to push in your life. That familiar spirit is familiar with your mindsets and patterns of living. Why? Because that familiar spirit has come a part of your family. See, what we have to understand is we're in this world, but we're not of this world. So we do not do what this world does. When you become born again, born from above and not born from of the world, That means that your spirit is what became born again. Your spirit is what got recreated. Your spirit is what was made new. Your spirit is the part of you that the enemy cannot touch. Because your spirit is sealed until the day of redemption. But the enemy know I can play with you all day long in your soulish realm. I can play with your mind, I can play with your will, and I can play with your emotions. And if I play with your mind all day long, your body is only going to receive worldly results, not spiritual results. So what we have to do is, we have to renew our mind, which some of us know that. But what happens is, dealing with this familiar spirit, what he does is, he finds weaknesses on you. Remember now, your spirit is what got recreated. Your spirit is what got born again. We are spiritual beings. We go by the spirit. We do not go by the flesh. No matter what the flesh does, we don't entertain the flesh. We entertain the spirit. This is why we have to know who we are. This is why we know who we are through the word of God. And this is why the enemy want to keep you out of the word Because he don't want you to receive the life of God from the word of God. So being that your uh, spirit is sealed, 
So what, what happens before you accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior? You were doing things that were not appropriate. You were acting out, doing things, saying things that were not appropriate. You were raised, whatever family you were raised in, let me explain going back to the generations. This is the problem in the body of Christ. Families do not share what has happened in their family throughout the generations. Family do not share that there were incest in the family. That's, that's, that's just there. But what I want to share with you today, even though that's there, it does not have to be there with you. It's out there. This is what the fall brought. It's incest, meaning family members sleeping with one another and having children through that bloodline. So that's incest. So the enemy uses incest. You know, which goes back through the generation. He will also use, you might have a mother or father that slept around all the time. Went from woman to woman, from man to man. And today you're wondering why you can't be faithful. Come on, somebody. I'm going to help you out today. You're wondering why, Lord, I love you, but I can't be faithful to my wife. I can't be faithful to my husband. Lord, what's wrong with me? Even when I'm trying to go into the word and know what your word says, do not commit adultery. Do not commit fornication. God, I know all that. But for some reason, when I look at a man, I look at a woman, I just have to have them. And I don't understand. We got people crying out that don't want to be in this situation. But it's there. So we, we deal with that part of generational curses. Where your mom and dad may have had that problem. Nobody never sat down with you and told you that they had this problem. You have children that are conceived out of wedlock. You have them with different daddies. Come on somebody. Some of them don't know who their daddies is. Some of them think they know who their daddy is but don't know. So you have children, you may have 10 head of children, but they got different daddies. Because the mom has slept around with different men. Vice versa. You having all of these things out there. So this is why we have to know what's going on so we can deal with it. And some things we're not being told because some families are so ashamed. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Because if you're seeing a pattern... That's in your household. And you know where that pattern is coming from. We got to deal with it. By knowing who we are now that we're in Christ. You have homosexuality in families. Why do you have this in families? Because you have some aunts and uncles sleeping. Come on y'all. You having them feeling like I was born a woman or... or uh. I, I'm not a man. So they're pushing this off on their nieces and their nephews because they think this is the way because this is their way of thinking. So you leave your children with your aunt or you leave your children with your uncle because they're so nice to them. They make sure that they have everything that they need. They make sure that they're fed. They're saying, I'll take care of them. They are taking care of them. All right. Because they're putting things in their head. Making them feel like this is who you are because this is who I am. So we got that going on in families. And when people don't understand these patterns, 
They think this is who they are and this is how it's supposed to be. You may have anger in your family. A person that's just angry all the time. You finding out that they are murderer. You having people in your family that have murdered people. All of a sudden you growing up and you having things coming in your mind of anger and where you just want to kill somebody. See, this goes back through the generations. So this is what you call generational curses that goes from generation to generation. You have sicknesses in families. People can have a mental issue in families. Not aware of that mental issue because nobody never told you about that mental issue. But all of a sudden, you got deep depression. You're depressed. You oppress. You don't understand my life is good. Why is things going the way they are? And, and, you know, with me, it's because it runs through the bloodline. But I got good news for you today. See, the problem is that familiar spirit wants to keep us bound to where our parents were or where uh, people were outside of our parents, you know, going back through the generation. So this is where I want to start today because it grieves my heart to see people in the same situation act in the same way, but not understanding why am I this way. And then we have situations where if the mother gave up the child, The mother gave up the child. There's reasons for the mother giving up the child. The mother may have been raped or abused, so she gave up that child. Then it goes through the generation. The daughter end up giving up their her children, and then that that other daughter. Something happened where that happens to them. Why? Because it started somewhere. You have to understand this rejection in family, you know, abandonment in families. We got to understand what the enemy is using to keep us in bondage, but deliverance is available. That's what we have to understand. It's nothing to be ashamed of. We need to quit sweeping stuff up under the rugs. We sweep it up under there. We leave it there and hope nobody say nothing about it. Well, you know, people don't need to know that about your family. Yes, they do. You need to know what family you're getting into. You need to know what that family is dealing with because whatever that family is dealing with, you're going to deal with it. Whatever your mother dealt with, you're going to deal with it. Whatever your father dealt with, you're going to deal with it. And man, when you marry that man, whatever he and his family dealt with, you're going to deal with it. And you wonder why your life tore up. This is why the Bible tells us, and I'm going to get into it, anytime... You sleep around with somebody, you inherit from them those curses. They join to you. This is why God tells us, y'all, we we go back through the Bible. You're going to understand why when God delivered them out of Egypt, he knew he had delivered them out of Egypt, but God knew Egypt was not delivered out of them. Even though they were freed from that bondage, even though they cried out, even in the midst of that bondage, their mindsets had to be changed. Their patterns of living had to be changed. It was 400 and some years they were amongst the Egyptians. They were seeing sorcery. They were seeing all of these things that were happening. They were seeing these things. Why do you think God came in the way that he came in? He had to let them know, I'm above all these things. This is why he had to teach Moses. Moses had to be his mouthpiece. Moses had to bring deliverance unto the people. I'm your Moses today. 
See, God have to have somebody to bring this in the church. Churches do not want people to talk about this stuff because it's right in the pulpit. You having people in the pulpit that's having sex out of men. Come on, somebody. You having people in the pulpit that's teaching you but don't know what's going on with them. Telling you don't commit adultery. And as soon as they get through preaching, they're laying with somebody that's not their wife. Come on. And they're wondering, God, what's wrong with me? I don't want this in my life. What's going on with me? All this huffing and puffing and play acting behind the pulpit need to stop. And people need to know the truth. Because when you know the truth, that's what's going to make you free. You got a house full of people that's contaminated because nobody is telling them what truth is. And they come into church thinking that they know. And that's not what God wants. Husbands, if you're trying to figure out why you can't get close to your wife, it's because there is a familiar spirit that's operating in her life that's keeping her from getting close to anybody because of abuse, because of rape, because of something that has happened in their life. So don't go run to another woman. You need to seek the Lord while he can be found. People don't understand these things. People don't want nobody to teach on these things. Because they feel like if I teach on these things, people are going to leave the church. Where are they going to go? These are the things that they need to know. So they don't have to be held in bondage to to these things. People that has been watching pornography... There's a reason why you cannot get these images out of your mind. Even though you throw away the books, come on, the magazines, you burn them up, but they're already engraved in you. You don't look at it long enough. You don't need no magazine no more because you already know what to do and how to do it. Come on, somebody. The longer you stay in a thing, don't be fooled. Honey, I'm throwing away the magazines. Honey, I love you more and I love this. Okay, baby, I help you burn them. You ain't burned it up in that mind. Because it's still in the mind. It's in the heart. Oh, I know what God is doing. Oh, we got a lot to learn, y'all. Dealing with these familiar spirits. We're going to have to know what's attached to us. Understand this. A demon cannot how can I put this a person that's born again cannot have a demon because the Holy Spirit I'm finna break it down wait a minute I hear some of you talking the Holy Spirit inhabits that person you're sealed with the Spirit of God but a demon can come in and oppress you but you cannot have a demon Now that you're born again. But it can come in and oppress. It can come in and harass. Because the Bible tells us in Acts 10 that Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went around doing good, healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. So you can be saved and still be oppressed. 
you can be saved and still have a demon in your life that's there to oppress you, that's there to keep you from being who you are now that you're in Christ. That demon wants to keep you in bondage so you can be a slave to him. The enemy, he wants this power. He wants this authority. And he found a way to get it. He said, even though you're born again, even though you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. He said, I'm still going to have some control over an area or areas in your life. Because he watched you from birth. He watched you from birth. Even when you were in the womb and your mother was carrying you, whatever that mother did, whatever that mother looked like, guess what it was doing to that baby? Whatever that mother heard, the baby was hearing that. If the mother had fear, the baby is coming out in fear. If the mother felt rejection, the baby is feeling rejected. This is why we need to know these things. And when we don't know these things, we go get heavily medicated because we can't take it no more. But when you know what you're dealing with and you can deal with it more with the word of God, I'm not telling you to quit using your medication, but you know, guess what? I don't have to deal with this because you know where it's coming from. God is here today to deliver This is why, let's go back to to the familiar spirits. How do we get the familiar spirits? We get it through Ouija boards. If you have opened a door through a Ouija board, what is a Ouija board? It is a board and it got the alphabet on there all the way around. And what it does, you ask that board questions. And that little thing that's in that board begin to move around and give you an answer. If you have played with a Ouija board, that is witchcraft. That's how a portal is open for a familiar spirit to have access in your life and to invite other spirits in your life. If you have played with the eight ball, y'all remember them eight balls, and you shake it, am I going to be married? Yes. Thank you, eight ball, eight ball. If you play with the eight ball, if you played with tarot cards, if you played with um, any form of magic, that opens a door to a familiar spirit to come into your life and put you in bondage. We need to come up here and repent right now. If you have contacted a psychic, you open a door to a familiar spirit in your life. If you call in 1-800-PSYCHIC, you have opened a door to a familiar spirit in your life. There's doors that we have opened that we were unaware of because people are not teaching this. People are just telling you to come to church and know that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's all well and good. Yes, you're missing hell, but you in hell here on earth in your mind. So if you open doors to these things, it's bringing death in your life and not life. So now that you're born again, even though that sin nature that controlled you, that compelled you to sin is dead, has been crucified, it left behind some habits, some way of doing things that the familiar spirit is using to cause havoc in your life. 
If you have a weakness in your life, whatever that weakness is, he's going to use that weakness against you. If you having thoughts in your mind and those same thoughts are coming and coming and coming and you seem like you can't get rid of those thoughts, it's becoming, it's coming from a weakness. So we have to know what these weaknesses are and we can know what they are with the help of the Holy Spirit. If you always flurring up at somebody for no reason, if nobody can't talk to you because you always getting upset. Come on, it's a familiar spirit there. It's an area in your life that that familiar spirit have a hold on to. And what this familiar spirit does, he creates strongholds in your mind. We know a stronghold is an area in your life that you held in bondage due to your way of thinking. So if that familiar spirit find that weakness, he's going to use whomever and whatever to keep you weak in that area. He uses people. So you may be around a person and you may have a certain fear in an area. This person come out of nowhere and began to talk about the thing that you greatly fear. So it puts more fear in your life in that area. So this is why we have to have the help of the Holy Spirit. This is why God told them, I'm going to read it again. Turn not to those mediums. Who have familiar spirits or to wizards. Do not seek them out to be defiled by them. I'm the Lord your God. We cannot turn to mediums. We cannot turn to psychics. We cannot turn to anything but God. So if there's anything in your life that you have made an idol. Maybe a husband. Maybe a wife. That familiar spirit know your weakness is your husband. And know your weakness is your wife. So what that familiar spirit does, he want to keep you closer than close. That familiar spirit want to make you feel like it's nobody outside of that husband. It's nobody outside of that wife. But the main one that's outside of both, that's above both is God. That familiar spirit don't want you to put God first and foremost. Because when you put God first and foremost, there's going to be order in your house. So that familiar spirit wants you to have idols. He wants you to worship idols instead of worshiping El El Yon. So you got to identify what's in your life. Come on. People just don't sorcery and um, uh, magic, all of this stuff. It deals with drugs too. That could go back through your generation. You wondering how did I end up being on drugs? Where, where did, what's going on with these drugs? It could go back through your generation and it need to be broken. Why? Because if it's not broken, now I'm getting to this, y'all. I'm going to get to Galatians 3.13. Hold up, somebody. I hear you. Let me finish. This has to be broken over your life because it may have skipped you, but it'll go to your child. If you have someone in your family, I'm, I'm going back to this, that's out there with every man and every woman. You have created a soul tie with whomever you've been with. You've been with a hundred men or a hundred women. You got soul ties all over the world. And that has become a part of you because whomever you slept with, if they're depressed, if they're uh, um, having uh, suicidal thoughts, whatever they have, you got it now. It has entered you. This is why you cannot just lay around with any and everybody. You don't supposed to anyway, not unless you're married. 
And this is why when you do go into marriage, you don't want to be unequally yoked. And if you go into marriage and you serving the same God, guess what? You do need counseling to break these generational curses before you enter into a sexual relationship, even with the man or woman that say they love you. I hope you're getting it. I hope you're getting it because you're going to find out why you're still dealing with all of these thoughts that just won't leave. Why are these things still tied to me? God, I'm, I'm reading your word. I'm studying your word, but it's still tied to me. Because these things have to be broken. A familiar spirit invite all other spirits into your life. This is why you have strongholds. This is why I say familiar spirits. Some people may have dealing with drug addiction. Some people may have dealing with pornography. Hey, it can be a list of them and they all come to stay in your house. Come on, you you just don't sleep around with any and everybody. Because the enemy is ready to pounce on your children. When you see your children doing things out of the ordinary, you better get some help from somebody that know about these familiar spirits. I'll tell you this. Some people say, I'm going to beat rebellion out of them. You'll never get it out of them. Because it's a familiar spirit that's rebellious. Quit beating them. I'm going to beat them till they quit doing what they're doing. That's not going to get it out of them. Because that thing that's in them, that's rebellion, is coming from the fall. If that familiar spirit is over that thing, you can beat them until Jesus come. They're going to still do what they want. This is why you got to teach them in the way of the Lord. Because eventually they're going to lose that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to beat it out of them. They're going to know I'm mama and daddy. And then they lock you up for child abuse. You cannot beat something out of nobody. You got to know what the word of God is saying. And we got to do what the word of God is telling us to do, y'all. That's the only way. The word is the only way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can get to the father except by me. So we got to know what we have. This is what we have to know, what we have. So dealing with those familiar spirits, God was saying also, you can check it out in Leviticus 20, verse 6. It says, the person who turns to those who have familiar spirits and to wizards, being unfaithful to Israel, maker, who is her husband, and thus playing the harlot after them, I will set my face against that person. And will cut him off from among the people, his people, that he may not be included in the atonement made from them. So back under the Old Testament, they would be cut off if they seek out the wizards or if they seek out somebody with the familiar spirit. How does that affect us today? We know that being that now that we're in Christ, he paid the price, did he not? Jesus took all the curses upon him on the cross. But we have to understand, Jesus took those curses. Those curses cannot affect us now that we're in Christ. But they can, the enemy can still use that familiar spirit to put us in bondage to what Jesus have taken. So when you don't know what Jesus have done, you think that you have to live this way. But you don't have to live this way because Jesus took the curse for us. But what happens is, there's another scripture. I got to read this one um, quick. Proverbs. A curse causeless will not come. What that means is, 
Somebody find that for me. It's Proverbs. It's in the book of Proverbs. 20? Is it 26-20? I want to keep this going. Is it Proverbs 26-20? I'm going to look it up. What is it now? Okay, I'm not looking for that one, but we can use that one. That's it. What is that one? Okay. 26 and 2. Thank you. Like a flitting sparrow, like a flying swallow, so a curse without cause shall not alight. Remember, Jesus took the curse, right? But the curse got to have a cause. What is the cause when you open the door to it? See, even though Jesus took these curses, these generational curses, if you open the door by going to a psychic, if you open the door by using a Ouija board or eight ball, if you open the door by watching frightening movies, if you open the door through pornography, if you open the door through um, having sex outside of marriage, if you open the door through adultery or fornication, guess what? They have a cause to come in. Even though Jesus took something, if you open the door back to that thing, you're saying, come on in. And we're wondering why we're having all of these things going on in our lives. It is because we have opened the door to these things. Whatever God tell us not to do, that's what he means. He does not want us to do it. If you're having problems in your marriage, married couples, And you see in the same pattern with your husband. You see in the same pattern with your wife. You need to go into prayer and say, Father, what spirit is on my husband? What spirit is on my wife? What's keeping my husband from not being the husband he need to be in my life? It may be because he had a father that was abusive father to um, his mother. And it went through the generations. So this um, curse came on him. And even though he's saved and even though he want to treat you the way you need to be treated, there's a problem there. And he don't understand the problem himself. If you have a husband that's a cheater and they say they love you, but they can't stop cheating on you, the devil is a lie. If you're born again and you're saved. And you love the Lord. You're supposed to love your wife as Christ loved the church. You want to cry out to God with all that's in you. You want to sit down with your wife and say, I'm being honest with you. I want to stop, but I can't stop. I don't know what's behind this. I need help. I don't care how long you've been saved. If you got these problems, you need help. Because you're bringing spirits in your house. And women, this is why you need to be... In the face of God at all times. Because the Lord won't even let you sleep with that man. Hello somebody. He will let you know. No you cannot lay with your husband. Because your husband has been places he should not have been. Oh Lord the Lord done hit something up in this house. Because whomever he laid with whatever demon. Whatever spirit. That they have is coming back to you and you're wondering why you can't get out of the bed now. It wasn't like, oh Lord have mercy Jesus. You better be spending time with God. 
You better be getting into your word and hearing the spirit of the living God because God knows everything. And God is not going to leave you ignorant. He's not going to let you lay even with your husband if your husband is all over the United States. We so infatuated. With men and women more than we infatuated with God. We're making them our gods. We're worshiping them. We're bowing down to them. Instead of bowing down to God to find out what's going on in this house. There's a familiar spirit attached to it. And it has to be broken. And the way that we get help with these things. Let me tell y'all something. He gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave us the Holy Spirit. He didn't only give us the Holy Spirit, but he gave us the nine gifts of the Spirit. And in one of these gifts, it is discerning of spirits. Through discerning of spirits, you will know what spirit is in operation, whether it's a good spirit or whether it's a bad spirit. God will stir up that discerning of spirits in you and let you know this is not the person. You don't, do we read the word? Lord knows, are we reading the word of God? We're fighting too much with each other and not understanding that it's a familiar spirit holding a territory in somebody's life that's keeping them with offense. That's keeping them angry. That's keeping them rejected. That's keeping them with all these things. And we need to know what's behind that person. The Bible says, That we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is not a flesh and blood fight. We wrestle against principalities. Spirits of darkness. Spirits of wickedness in high places. Powers. We wrestle against these things. Why are you wrestling against your mate? It is a spirit using your mate to come against you to push buttons. He's going to use the one... That you love so much to push your button. Then once they push that button of weakness, then you start cussing them out. Then they said, I knew you wasn't saved. So now condemnation is coming and it's keeping you stagnated from doing what? Come on, somebody. You got to recognize what's going on. Then you say, I am chosen. I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. Where if you all of that, you should open up to know this is not your husband. That's a spirit using your husband. Oh, let me help you out. Go with me to the books of Acts chapter 16. Remember I said about discerning of spirits? God gave us the discerning of spirits for a reason. He didn't give us the discerning of spirits for us not to take heed to what he has given us. Look at what was happening to Paul in verse 16. Acts 16, 16. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination. Y'all see what she was possessed with. A spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. 
This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are the servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And she did this for many days. Now check this out. This was a spirit of divination. With a spirit of divination, the familiar spirit is telling that person with the, uh, the spirit of divination about Paul. So this slave girl was saying what Paul was doing and it was true. Because see, this, this familiar spirit was watching Paul. So this familiar spirit knew what Paul was doing and it shared it with this lady with the spirit of divination. So she was going behind Paul saying, these men are from God. They're showing us the way of salvation. These men are of God. They're showing us the way of salvation, which was truth, right? But guess what? Why did it take Paul many days to call the spirit out? It's because that's what false prophets do and false teachers. They bring truth like it's true. Because a familiar spirit that's familiar with you takes information to them for you because they're wide open with that familiar spirit. So that this is what Paul was doing. This girl was going about, said they're showing us the way of salvation. True that. That's what they were doing. But Paul realized through discerning of spirits, wait a minute. Paul became annoyed. See, just because somebody is bringing the word of God, you can become so annoyed By the person that's bringing it. And it don't mean that you got a demon. It means that it's something behind that person that's annoying you that's bringing that word. Give you an example. When we open up our house um, to have Bible study. And we had somebody coming in and out of the house. But for some reason, I was annoyed. Seemed like I had a nudging in my spirit that something is not right. And it kept nudging me and nudging me. So the Lord had given me a dream. And the Lord showed me two of this person. This person that was coming to Bible study. And I knew. I say something is not right with this person. So the Lord was letting me know this person is not who you think they are. So we had another person that was coming in and they were teaching. But this person was talking about spirits. So I told the person that God was sharing with me that wasn't right. About this person and what they were going to teach. Guess what? They didn't show up that night. I said, thank you, Lord. There go my confirmation. They did not want to be exposed. From that point on, they never showed up again. That was a false prophet. Because what the enemy used is a familiar spirit to get your information from and give it to that false prophet. And they'll be, I'll tell you what a false prophet will do. Is there someone with an address of 2904 in here? That's me. Come on up. I got a word from you from the Lord. There's a particular teddy bear that you play with. And you've been playing with that teddy bear for years. And you call that teddy bear Mr. Whisker. <gasps> oh, my God. Who told you that? And they said, is that true? Is that correct? Did I hit that? And with this teddy bear, you lost it. And you have not been able to find it. And it devastated you for years. That's why you're depressed. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And in your mind, you're saying, I wasn't depressed over that animal. That's a familiar spirit in operation 
that been following you for years know what you like, know what you dislike, spoke into the ear of that false prophet. Now a prophet come into town and then that prophet begin to tell you something that's familiar. But you accept it because guess what? You don't know the difference. So with this lady that did not come anymore, I met this lady one day in the grocery store. And this lady looked at me and she said, your discerning of spirits is sharp. No one will be able to fool you. And which I knew at that point, I said, thank you, Lord, you're showing me. Then it was another lady that came into my life when I was going through depression. And when you're going through something, you want somebody to talk to. So I remember going to my cousin and my cousin said, you just need to be delivered from that thing. I said, okay, when you coming up to deliver me? Okay, he didn't get up in time. I was so anxious. So I was going out to clock out on the job and this lady come up to me and I heard this voice say, talk to her. I'm like, okay, I talked to her. So I begin to talk to her, tell her. She said, okay, I'm here for you. I'm going to begin to pray with you and da-da-da-da-da. On down the line, I got a nudging. I, I didn't know. I said, something is not right with this woman. So one day when we met again at the same spot, she said, here, I got some literature for you. I heard then, we call it something, which is the Holy Spirit. Do not take that. Said it about twice. Do not take that. I looked at her. I said, I cannot take this from you. She said, why can't you take it? I said, I don't understand, but I just cannot take it from you. She got furious. She was mad. You will know them by their fruit. You will know false teachers and false prophets by their fruit. And one fruit ain't hate. This woman began to hate me from that day forward. So I'm like, Lord, what was it about this woman? Come to find out this woman was demonized. She had a demon in her. And this demon in her controlled her life and spoke out through her. How did I find out? We would go to the house on, um, on lunch break in prayer. We would have prayer on, at lunchtime. Another lady was there with me. And the lady um, called her on her phone. And as she called her on her phone, I'm saying something just ain't right. The same lady. So the Lord said, begin speaking in your heavenly language. So I'm in there speaking in my heavenly language while the woman is in prayer with the lady. Next thing I know, the woman going in the bathroom, just throwing up, just throwing up. She said, this spirit in this woman began to talk in a man's voice. This is nothing to play with. We're dealing with spirits, and if you're not where you need to be, you will connect yourself with the familiar spirit, and when you connect yourself with the familiar spirit, you begin to hear all sorts of stuff in your house, outside of your house. Things begin to happen in your house. Have anybody ever heard somebody call their name and we say it's God? No. Somebody call my, did y'all hear that? You need to check and ask the Lord, just like Samuel. He didn't know that God was calling him, but it got verified because the Lord began to talk to him. Amen. So when you hear somebody call your name, you need to stop and say, Holy Spirit, is that God or is that a familiar spirit 
that's trying to make me think it's God so I can come into connection with that spirit and deliver something that God ain't saying that need to be delivered. You need to check it. You need to test the spirit to see if it's of God. There's no testing no more in the church. It's just bringing prophets in the church and allowing them to tell you, you get in the car. God don't operate like that. Oh, you get in the car. It's going to be red. The familiar spirit is familiar with you looking for a car, looking for these things. And now the false prophet is coming and say, oh, you get in the car. Y'all done been there, done that, went and got a car and couldn't pay for it. That ain't God. The blessings of the Lord makes you rich. And it has no sorrow with it. So when you know the scripture, you will know the difference. You will know whether it's of the Holy Spirit or whether it's of a familiar spirit. The enemy does not want you to know these things. Let me go to a familiar passage that we're all familiar with. And this is dealing with Saul. Y'all remember Saul, right? This is what the people wanted. They wanted a king. So God gave them what they wanted. They got Saul and God already told them how it was going to be with Saul. So Saul, he became disobedient to God. When God told him to kill all the um, Amalekites, remember? Told him to kill them. Guess what he did? He didn't do it. He didn't kill the king. He kept the best of the things and he thought he did a good job. But Samuel told him, what did Samuel tell him? Obedience is better than sacrifice. So he let him know rebellion is a sin of witchcraft and being stubborn is a sin of what? Iniquity. So when you're stubborn, I'm going to help somebody today. You're stubborn. You're rebellious. You don't want to listen to nobody when somebody is telling you truth and you want to continue to do what you're doing. There's a familiar spirit over your life, which comes through witchcraft. If you ever see a stubborn person that never want to bow down and humble themselves, it's pride there also because they think they, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. You have a person to agree with you, but not agreeing. They're stubborn. They're prideful. They already know what they're going to do. There's a familiar spirit in your life. There's a familiar spirit holding some ground in your life. And this is what the familiar spirit is saying. Oh, they don't want nobody to hear you. They don't want nobody to know that you know. They don't want nobody um, feeling as if you know the word better than they know the word. They just trying to tear you down. They ain't trying to build you up. They want people to look at you differently. That is not God. But we say that's God telling us. You better know this familiar spirit. You better know them through the Holy Ghost. So this is Saul. Y'all know, know what God told Saul not to do. So being that Saul was disobedient, God said, I'm taking the kingdom. I'm going to rent the kingdom from you. Guess what happened? An evil spirit came in at that time to attack Saul. We know what David did to get the evil spirit off Saul. He began to play, right? But that spirit was so much there in Saul that Saul would come back and try to kill David again. Long story short. In 1 Samuel 28, when you look at verse 3 through 19, what was going on with Saul here was Saul was coming up against a war. And the war that he was coming up against, he needed some advice. He needed a word from the Lord. But the Bible says that God cut off 
um, the prophets from him. He cut off a word from the Lord. He cut off um, Urim. All these ways of seeking God was cut off from Saul. I want you to remember that. That means that no word was going to come to Saul at all. It was completely cut off from Saul, right? So Saul said, go find me a medium. Go find me a medium that can... um, You know, with the familiar spirit that can help me. They found him one. Saul went to this lady in disguise. Because see, Saul had cut cut off all sorcery, witchcraft, mediums, familiar spirits out of the land. Because he knew that God said, do not seek them, do not consult them. He cut them off. He went to this lady and said, I want you to call up. Remember what's this? She calling up from the earth. Check it out. She calling up from beneath. Beneath is hell. Read your word. She called up gods from the earth. And when she called, she said, who you want me to call up? He said, Samuel. Now check this. So this woman saw who it was and she said, you are Saul. Because guess what? This familiar spirit knew that Samuel, what Samuel told Saul. This familiar spirit already knew what Samuel told Saul. So he said, describe who's coming up. So she described him as an old man with a mantle. Come on, that familiar spirit is looking like Samuel. So this familiar spirit told Saul the very words that Samuel had told him a long time ago. So guess what? People say, no, this was God using a familiar spirit. Read your word. God cut it off. He would not give Saul a word. But Saul went through a medium after God told him, do not go through a medium for anything. I'm your God. You need to consult me. He went to a medium. That's what Saul did. So Saul ended up dying. His sons ended up dying because he was disobedient to the word of the Lord. What do we do? When we feel like we're not hearing God, we try to find a prophet. (laughs) We try to find somebody that can hear from God to get an answer from God. So we try to think of who can I call that their prayer life is right, that I can get a word. You better know who you calling because you could be calling Ghostbusters. See, we, we go by prophet. We go by title. But you got to go by fruit. You got to go by the word of God. You got to go by the life that these people are living. Anybody that tells you to pay me to give you a word is a false prophet. Anybody that tell you those type things are false prophets. I remember it was um, someone when we used to travel and go to all these places. When we went to these places, it was a man walking around with somebody carrying his flip-flops portraying Jesus. And I remember we were sitting back there and he looked at me. He said, you don't want me to read your mail. I read your mail. I said, read it. Did we leave, Jennifer? We got up out of there and we left. That was the last time I believe we traveled. Because this man was a false prophet. And then they had one woman get up. She was dressed in black. They called her up and said, she got a word. Only thing I can see is her like, uh, what's them things that do their necks like that? Chickens. 
She was dancing around like a chicken. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. That's all she was saying. I see, I see. I said, I wish you get to what you see. Because I don't see nothing but your neck. That's what she kept. I see, I see. And everybody hollering. Everybody hollering. I'm like, what is these people are going crazy? What do you see? It was chaos. And she walking around too with no shoes. I see, I see, I see. We saw our way out. And we love to eat, y'all. They said they were serving food, but we said, no problem, we're out. That day, the Lord taught me, you do not seek a word. You seek the word. See, God raised us up, y'all, to know the difference because he was raising me up to be who I am today for you to let you know the difference. So you won't, some of you caught up right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Some of you caught up right now because you're lazy. You're caught up with calling people or you hear about somebody that told you something. About somebody else who's a prophet and is stirring around in your head about things you're going through. And you're saying, oh, that would be not. I need to call them and ask them. You get caught up. Anytime you see a place that's full of people prophesying instead of being full of the word, you need to leave. Anytime you see a man or woman of God that's always telling somebody something instead of teaching them from the word of God, you need to giddy up and go. Anytime you see a church that's magnifying that man or woman and drawing crowds through that man or woman, giving them a word instead of the word, you don't need to be in the place. That's what draw crowds. Familiar spirits draw crowds. So we have to know what these familiar spirits are. Remember, we do not fight against flesh and blood. Ephesians, what, 6, 12. But then the Bible says, these other scriptures says, it lets us know, 2 Corinthians two eleven. I did this so that Satan would not win anything from outwit, take advantage of us, because we know very well, are not ignorant of what Satan plans, schemes, intentions are. What was Paul talking about? He was telling them to forgive. He said, I want you to forgive this person. I'm going to forgive. Why did he tell them that? He said, if you don't forgive, Satan is going to get an advantage of you. Satan is going to get an advantage of you if you do not forgive. Some of us in here today have unforgiveness. Of what somebody did to us. We say we have forgiven them. But deep down inside. We really have truly not forgiven them. Because they have not given in to us. So they are unforgivable. We do not forgive in. We do not give in to things outside of truth. We don't do it. That's why you got to know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. So we should not be ignorant of his devices. Remember what I said. If you have an unforgiving heart, you have invited a familiar spirit to come into your life and wreak havoc on you and bring other spirits in with it. And this familiar spirit is going to be saying, why do you have to forgive? They hurt you. You didn't hurt them. You shouldn't have to do anything. You done nothing to them. Why should you go to them? Because the Bible tells me, you demon, I bind you in the name of Jesus. 
If I have ought against my brother, I go to my brother. Oh, see, we got some doors open. Because some people, what they do, they sweep it under the rug and say, by sweeping it under the rug, I am humble. I don't have to say nothing. I'm just going to stay humble. No, you allowing a familiar spirit to operate in your life because you being disobedient to the word of God. Disobedience invites familiar spirits. If you got something against somebody, you go to that person and you work it out according to the word of God. So Paul knew we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. That's why I forgive. Let's say it again. Paul said, I'm not ignorant. I'm aware that unforgiveness will hold me in darkness. Will put me in a place I don't need to be in that will invite other spirits in my life. Then there's another scripture. 1 Peter 5, 8. Control, discipline yourself and be careful, alert the devil, your enemy goes around, prowls like a roaring lion, looking for someone to eat, devour, like a roaring lion. What is that familiar spirit doing? It's prowling around. It's looking for an opening. It's looking for a weakness in your life to devour you. James 4, 7, so be subject to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Ephesians 4 said, don't give the devil a foothold. Don't give the devil any room in your life. How do we give him room in our life? Through offense. We get offended over simple stuff, and that's a trap. That's a bait of the enemy. We go to the people in our lives and say, whether you knew it or not, you offended me. Maybe that person said something. That did not mean to offend you. And they say, oh, I'm so sorry. I I did not know this brought you any offense. Please forgive me. That door is closed. But what that familiar spirit does is say, oh, they didn't mean it. They just said what you wanted them to say. They didn't mean it at all. See how he's still talking? You got to know the spirits that's around you. And the only way you're going to know them is through the word of God. Through discerning of spirits. We have what we need through the word. And it's time for us to use it. You can say you chosen. You can say you adopted. You can say you accepted. But if you don't know what's behind. These things that's holding you in bondage. Those words mean nothing when you're going through a spiritual battle in your mind. So what do we do? We denounce. We denounce Anything in our lives. Sometimes we will close things off in our lives. We'll close things off so we don't have to deal with them and we forget about it. So those things that we close off, we forget. So we need to ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, search me. See if there's evil, any evil or wicked way in me. Search me and bring it to light. Holy Spirit, if I was involved in anything that I was not aware of, bring it to light so I can close these doors, so I can denounce these things. Men and women of God, if you've been in many affairs with men and women, these doors have to be closed. Just because you got saved and yes, God forgave you of these things, the enemy is still holding these things against you. He's still using these weakness to keep you in a place of deceit. 
some of us are still doing things and the wife know and you're lying and saying that's not true. The devil is a deceiver. He's an accuser of the brethren and accuse you day and night before God. How does he do it? The familiar spirit is watching you. He's watching you. He was watching Job. He knew that Job and then some things that you keep repeating over and over again. I'll put it this way. How do I know there's a familiar spirit in my life or how would you know? If you're guarding something, I'll I'll put it this way. Some of us guard our heart from hurt again. We we don't want to be hurt, but so we put up a wall. Because I don't want nobody to hurt me again. And you keep talking about this hurt over and over again. You hurt me once, you hurt me twice, you won't hurt me three times. So your heart has become so hard and this is all you talk about and you just guarding that thing. There's a familiar spirit in that area that's keeping you. In that area, so you will not allow whom God want to be in your life. Because God will send somebody to help you not to hurt you. And being that you've been hurt by a man or being hurt by a woman, you're saying, I'm not being hurt no more. So, no. If a person say, I love you, yeah, right. You're just saying that. You're just saying that because Apostle Amanda told you that you have to let people know that you love them. So that's the only reason why you said it. You don't love me. You never love me. You're just like your daddy and always be like your daddy or nobody. See who's talking. And every time you talk to that person, that's all they talk about. If you talk to a person and all they talk is sicknesses, they talk about being sick all the time. That's a familiar spirit. That's a fear of sickness. Because that's all they talk about is sickness. I got to check this. I got to check that. I got to do this. I got to do that. They're having a fear of being sick. So the familiar spirit is guarding that area. So what he does, guess what? He sends people to you to talk about that sickness. To tell you your mama died of it. This happened in, in, in your family. It goes way back. But guess what? Jesus paid the price for all of that. I've been redeemed from that. See, when you know what you've been redeemed from, even though it come not, get away from me. In the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus has already healed me from that. The blood of Jesus have already delivered me from that. I don't have to deal with that because Jesus dealt with it. See, when you know the difference, you don't have to accept that. So what do we do? We ask the Holy Spirit to show us. That area that we held in bondage. Now it has become a stronghold in our mind. So we want to, when things come to us, we want to cast it down. We don't want it to make, build a wall and a fortress in our mind. We want to get rid of it. If you, I'm going back to this again. If you had someone to be unfaithful to you and they really have changed and they're really seeking the Lord while he can be found. If you don't go into the word and get your mind where it need to be, you're going to start dreaming and seeing them being unfaithful again. Familiar spirit comes in dreams. And that familiar spirit will begin to talk to you. Why? Because there's a stronghold in your mind and you're laying down and you're dreaming those things and they're becoming real. The familiar spirit will have you saying things that are not true. You'll never be married. You'll never have children. 
you're going to die at an early age. That's not God. So you have to know what the word of God is saying and you have to go by the word. The first thing you do is you denounce those things. You close those doors. You say, God, forgive me for opening a door to this entertainment in my house. Whatever comes out of your television that's not of God is bringing familiar spirits in your house and they will attack you. I remember when um, Jeremy was little and he said, Mama, can my cousin stay with me? I say, sure, they can stay. But for some reason, I had an unction in me. Something is not right. Something is not right. So after the cousin left, I was up studying. And all of a sudden, I saw a black mist go down my hall. I said, oh, in the name of Jesus, you getting out of here. It was left behind. You got to make sure. That when you invite people in your house, that you have to make sure that whatever they bring in in your house don't stay. This is why you have to have set rules in your house. You do not open a door to fornication in your house and you save. I don't care if it is your turn. I don't care if they're grown. They're not committing fornication in your house. Well, they're in their room. No, they're in my house. And you letting them spirits in my house to attack me or my husband to make me think I supposed to go somewhere. Oh, there it is. Whatever you do, it goes through the generation. Whatever was in your generation. Okay, I'm going to say this. Look at your children and see if they're doing what you were doing. Just look look at your children and see if their life is reflecting where you were. Some of us can say amen. Because when I had a spirit of fear, watching horror movies, stuff like that when I was growing up, scared of all this and scared of all that, I'll never forget it. It jumped on Jeremy. Jeremy was, he don't even remember. I remember when Jeremy had a panic attack. I never forget. He said, mom, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I knew where it was coming from. I invited that spirit. So I had to take control of that spirit. What did I do to calm my son down? I took him to the ER. I said, there's nothing wrong with you. They confirmed it. There was nothing wrong with him, and he was fine from that day forward. But guess what? That spirit of fear followed my son still. I'll never forget, Jeremy's leg was hurting so bad. And it got to the point when it was hurting that Jeremy could not even move. It, the pain was so bad. So I worked with this lady at the hospital and she was a physical therapist. And I said, could you come to my house? My son is going through and I don't know what's going on. When she came and she just touched Jeremy's leg and she looked at me funny and she looked at me. And she said, get him out of here and get him out of here quick. Something's not right. My husband and my dad took him. I believe it was Cape Fear Hospital. When they took him down there, they ran all kind of tests over Jeremy. All kind of tests. They said, we can't find nothing with these tests. At that time, I was preaching, I was teaching, and I began to seek the Lord. And I said, Lord, only you know what's going on with my son. I don't know, but you know all things, and I need an answer. When I went to bed that night, the Lord showed me Jeremy having a fear of dogs. Had a a terrible fear of dogs. So I said, okay, Lord, what you want me to do? The Lord said, I want you to go to that hospital and I want, I want you to bind that fear and tell him to rise up off that bed. So when I went to that hospital, my husband wrestled all night with Jeremy being in pain. Y'all, they were giving him 
um, was it morphine? There was try- morphine and then it was trying other things. And I said, oh no, you're not going to keep giving my son something that he will become addicted to. Come on, that's sorcery. Y'all better recognize that because you can come addicted to these drugs and you're thinking it's okay. But that's how the familiar spirits come in through drugs. So when I got there that day, I looked at Jeremy and I said, Jeremy, this is what mommy's going to do. I'm going to pray over you. And I said, the Lord has shown me. He said, mama, I had a dream last night. I said, what did you dream? He said, I dreamed this dogs was chasing me. And he said, I stopped in the dream. I said, the Lord is telling you that fear is trying to overtake you. So we're going to bind that spirit of fear. And you're going to get out of that bed. And mommy's going to take you to Walmart and get you a toy. <laughs> when we bind that spirit of fear, Jeremy got out of that bed and was walking down that hall. Fear had control over my son. And it was keeping him in pain. So every sickness in your body don't have to be dealing with the direct sickness. It could be a, a familiar spirit in that area that's keeping you there. That's making you think it's something that it's not. So this is what you got to do. You got to ask the Holy Spirit. You got to, to denounce every familiar spirit. That you have come in contact with through Ouija boards, through um, medications. Because medications open you up to the spiritual realm. When you take these medications, I'll give you another example. Ariel, when she was little, they gave her a medication. And I remember through that medication at night, she'd be like this. I said, what's wrong with her? She just reaching up. And I'm like, what you see? Found out the medication caused hallucinations. So it was opening up to an I say in the name of Jesus, not in this house. And I took it from her. Why am I telling you these things? There's a reason for all things. God can show us something and we dismiss it because it's easy to do. Some of y'all are taking stuff to sleep. And when you go to sleep, you're opening up to another realm. And you think you're seeing your dead loved ones. And that's a familiar spirit using them to come to you. And they're giving you some instructions that's not of God. When a person is dead, they're dead. They ain't coming back here. They're not coming... Are we going to go into this more next Sunday? Because this is the problem with the church. It's witchcraft in the church. Some of y'all operating in witchcraft with your words. You're speaking ill will over people. They're not going to make it. Oh, I hope that happens so they can see. When that happens, they'll sit their behinds down. That's witchcraft. Oh, there'll never be nothing. Look at their mama. Look at their daddy. Oh, they ain't like our family. We, we got it together. We, we, we help our kids. We make sure they have the best of everything. Don't be hanging with them. They devils. You speaking witchcraft over those kids. You got to know the difference. Oh, look at them. They look just like their mama. She ugly. They ugly too. I ain't never seen nobody that ugly. They take the G out of ugly ugly. You stupid. You'll always be stupid. You won't be like your sister. 
Your sister fathering herself. You just want to be a hoe. Go, go and be a hoe. I ain't taking care of no baby. What are you doing? You speaking ill will on your children. And then you wonder why that girl pregnant. You wonder why that girl sleeping with all kind of men. Where's the daddy? Because if the daddy show her the love of a dad. She wouldn't be looking for the love from another man. Come on y'all. We need to talk about these things. So that familiar spirit tell that man, oh baby, I love you like your daddy never loved you. Call me daddy. I'll be your daddy. I'll be your lover. I'll be your friend. You don't have to go nowhere, but you can just come with me, baby. And all of a sudden, that woman, that little girl feel like her heart has been healed. Men, show your daughters the love that they need so they don't have to go to another man to get it. And they're supposed to see you loving your wife the right way. Not cussing your wife. Not saying you big and you're ugly and you're out of shape. I don't want you no more. They're supposed to see you taking care of that wife when the wife is down. You building her up. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So if you have, if you think you have a familiar spirit, just denounce it. Just ask the Lord to forgive you for opening the door to other gods, to other spirits outside of him and just sever it. Are you still going to deal with other stuff? Yeah, because if you got a stronghold in your life, the only way to uproot it is through the word of God. You cannot change nobody, y'all. Change come through the word of God. People that are not right just because they're being nice today don't mean they're going to be nice next week. Y'all please. Now, come on. Just because somebody tell you forgive me don't mean that they're going to change overnight. And they're saved. It takes time for them to get delivered. Know who you're connected to. When it comes to these generational curses, even though Jesus took the curse... Even though he took it, your daddy, your mama, you got to denounce whatever went through their bloodline and trying to attack you. Then you got to denounce the man you married to, whatever's on their bloodline. You got to denounce that too because you sleeping with them. So if they cutting the food, you wonder why you cutting the food. <laughs> Y'all, it's all here. It's right here in the word. If they act like they broke, you acting like you broke now. And you ain't never been that way. You always been independent. Now you're scared to spend a quarter. It goes through the bloodline. Oops, there it is. Because you made a connection. Whatever belonged to that woman belonged to that man. Whatever belonged to that man belonged to that woman. You ones now. If that man act like he don't want to do right, all of a sudden you acting like you don't want to do right. If that man say he don't like seafood, all of a sudden you don't like seafood. Honey, you ain't taking my seafood. If you don't want to eat it, give it to me. But when you connect with the person what they don't like, you end up saying, I don't like it either. Y'all check it out. It's truth. So I give God glory for this teaching. And there's more to come.
Because the call that God have on my life is to root up and tear down strongholds off of his people. And some people get mad when you talk about it. And and, and I'm going to say this. I know it's in the generations. But I'm saying you don't have to accept what's in the generations. Let me say it again. Yes, it is in the generation. And it went through the generation. But you don't have to accept it because of who you are now that you're in Christ. Let me say it again. Incest is going to be out there. Until Jesus come. But Jesus done away with it through his blood. So when I become born again, I don't have to do like my ancestors did. That's what I'm saying. So don't let the devil tell you, well, it's been a part of your family. It's already part of your family. But I'm a part of the kingdom. And that cuts it off right there. That's what I want you to know today. So let's give God some glory. Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.